We've been talking pitchers and shortstops quite a bit recently. So today we were going to switch things up and talk about outfielders. But then we got breaking news on the signing of Carlos Rodon. And I'm kind of fired up about it. So we got to talk about that. We're still going to discuss the outfielders. We'll look at what the Cardinals do have first. And then at some names that might be useful if the Cardinals decide to go that route. This is all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Well, happy Thursday, one and all. Another day closer to the weekend, and we've got some breaking news tonight. Left-handed pitcher Carlos Rodon has signed with the Yankees, unfortunately. I know, I know. What a bummer, right? But didn't this kind of seem inevitable all along? I mean, let's think about it. As soon as the Yankees figured everything out and got to retain Aaron Judge, uh, their next order of business was to go after pitching. Jacob DeGrom and Verlander, they're already gone. They're off the market. So that brings them to Carlos Rodon's front door. And we heard the rumors that Rodon was seeking seven years, but he fell a little bit short of that. According to reports, Carlos Rodon and the Yankees have agreed on a six-year, $162 million contract. That deal also include also includes a full no trade clause. Thirty one starts this past year for the Giants. He was fourteen and eight with a two point eight eight ERA, earning his second consecutive All Star selection and placing sixth in the NL Cy Young balloting. In one hundred and seventy eight innings, Rodon permitted one hundred and thirty one hits. He only walked fifty two against two hundred and thirty seven strikeouts, leading the majors with uh, twelve strikeouts per nine innings ratio. Rodon is now expected to slide behind uh, ace right-hander Garrett Cole for the Yankees. He'll be their number two starter in the rotation that also projects to feature nasty Nestor Cortez. I love that name. Uh, Luis Severino and Frankie Montas with uh, Domingo Herman and uh, Clark Schmidt now pushed back into depth options. Now, three years removed from Tommy John's surgery, Rodon is throwing harder than he ever has. He averaged a career-high 95.5 miles per hour on his fastball, which ranked in the top five among left-handed starters. Last year, he set a Giants franchise record with 11 double-digit strikeout games, seven of which came in the second half. So it's not like he slowed down as the season went on. Opposing batters hit 202 against him, the fourth lowest mark in the National League. So let's look at this again. Six years, $162 million, calculator $27 million a year. He's 30 years old. Prices keep escalating, right? Every year they go up in Major League Baseball. Nothing is getting cheaper. It's getting more expensive. So in two years for a guy of this caliber, it's going to be kind of like a bargain, right? I mean, think about that. 
think about it for a minute, what some of these guys are making. And then look at what Carlos Rodon just signed. And he's locked in, man. Six years. No trade clause. There's no opt-outs. This is his deal. This is not obscene money for a verified ace. So why aren't the Cardinals in on a deal like this? How is this too expensive for the St. Louis Cardinals? This isn't 10 years, $300 million like these shortstops are asking for. I find those numbers to be outrageous. And I, I understand why the Cardinals are like, ah, that's a little too much, we think. I get that. I understand why you might have cold feet. But what exactly is not to like about this deal if you're the Cardinals? Unless you have trade ideas that you'd rather explore and are fairly certain you can pull off, I feel like this is a, a huge miss, a huge miss for the franchise. Now, what we also have to take into consideration is what if Carlos Rodon didn't want to come to St. Louis? That's a possibility, too. And if that's the case, then so be it. You, you can't get mad at the front office if the player genuinely doesn't want to be here. All right. We had that situation with Giancarlo Stanton, who the Marlins were ready to move, trade him to the Cardinals. And he said, no, he blocked it. I had a no trade clause said, I don't want to go there. I want to go to New York. So we ended up in New York and the Cardinals ended up trading Sandy Alcantara. Oh, do we have to say it again for Marcelo Zuna? And it's still at the time, Marcelo Zuna was coming off a monster year for the Marlins, but it's not the guy they wanted. They wanted Stanton, then they wanted Yelich. The Marlins couldn't make it happen, so they got Ozuna instead. And now uh, Sandy Alcantara is your NL Cy Young Award winner, and the Cardinals are still dealing with issues in the outfield. But, man, I really like this deal for the Yankees. I mean, bravo to them for pulling this off. Um, the starting pitchers who will make more money then Carlos Rodon moving forward, at least for this year. Uh, you've got the two right-handers who play for the other team in New York, the Mets. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, the grandpas <laughs> in the National League, but both still obviously very, very good at their jobs. Verlander coming off another Cy Young. Uh, they're both making $43 million a year. Uh, then it's the Yankees' Garrett Cole, $36 million. Uh, then there's the one we don't talk about anymore, Trevor Bauer, who is still sitting at $35.3 million with the Dodgers. Uh, number five is a bad deal. Uh, the Nationals and Steven Strasburg, who he just can't get healthy, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, he's pulling in $35 million this year. Then you've got Shohei Otani and the Angels at 30, DeGrom with the Rangers at 30. Uh, you've got another bad one with Boston. Uh, injuries have pretty much wiped out Chris Sale the last couple years. He's making $27.5 million. And now you have Carlos Rodon at $27 million. Now, we don't know the breakdown of the contract yet, so he could make more or less than that in year one. But the average of six years and $162 million gives you $27. $27 million for the next six years. I think that's an outstanding deal. I really do. And now, it, pardon my French, but it pisses me off even more that the Cardinals didn't go for this. Like, I'm a little bit angry about it. I, I just don't get it, man. You've got two of the best players in the league on your roster right now. One of the best hitting catchers now on your team. You fill that hole. You're solid uh, up the middle. You do have a ton of questions in the outfield still. A lot of injury prone, but pretty good pitchers in the rotation. You don't have another 
Aaron Judge out there. Arson Judge is still available, right? Arson Judge. Uh, but you don't have another guy like that to add to your outfield to make like that major impact. Nor did you want to pay for anybody like that. The shortstop market spent bonkers since the beginning. Uh, but you had a chance here at a legit ace who just signed a very good deal for both sides. Like he's making a lot of money. The Yankees get what they want. They're not paying $30 million a year. They got him for six, no trade clause. So he's got some security. The Yankees are locked in, but he's not like, this isn't an old guy. He's 30. He should be fine the next few years. And even if he starts to regress a little bit, say at age 35, that's the last couple years of the deal. I just, I, this is a great deal for the Yankees. And I'm really, really upset that for whatever reason, the St. Louis Cardinals couldn't get this done. Yeah. Ah, I gosh. Cause you thought he was going to make over $200 million, right? That's what we were all kind of thinking about. And to get him at that rate, man. All right. Well, we could sit here and stew on this for a while, but let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about some other things. Let's talk about outfielders. We can do that. There are some decent names out there that I think could be an interesting fit for this team. Uh, we're going to discuss what the team has already, uh, not only on the major league roster, but guys coming up in the minor leagues that could be uh, of service this year. And then we'll go to the, uh, to the names of some of the free agents that are out there that, you know, I just kind of looked at, I'm like, that could be a good fit. So we'll talk about that next. All locked on Cardinals. Now picture this. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But no, 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 no. You second guess yourself. You go, I live nearby. I can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway, right? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. What about your job? What about you, your car? You lose the car. You total it in a car accident. Even worse, what if you kill somebody? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk, and the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now at this moment looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. And then think about it again. And then do it again if it takes that much. Play it safe. Plan ahead. Get yourself a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Cardinals come into 2023 with, like as I mentioned earlier, a lot of questions in the outfield. Last year, it was totally opposite, right? You come into the season thinking your outfield pretty stacked. Look what I got. I got a gold glove slugger in left field. Got MVP votes in Tyler O'Neill in left field. I've got a gold glove defensive wizard and team spark plug Harrison Bader with his gorgeous locks coming out the back of his hat in center field. Everybody loves him. And then in right field, up and coming top switch hitting prospect Dylan Carlson, who was coming off a very, very strong season and which was essentially his rookie year. This year didn't turn out quite the way we envisioned, did it? I mean, not even close. 
and mostly because of injury reasons, okay? And you can't predict injuries. They just happen, but that ravaged our, our outfield this year. And it got so bad that Bader, who was injured at the time, had to get shipped to the Bronx because the team had a shortage of good starting pitchers to help get them in the playoffs. Bader couldn't help him. He was hurt. Didn't make it back until the Yankees were already in the playoffs, if you remember. So you essentially traded him for Montgomery, who made a lot of big starts down the stretch for you and helped get you into the playoffs. Sucked losing Bader, but the trade worked. The trade worked for 2022. Uh, O'Neal was hurt in one way or another basically all season. Uh, Seemed like every two weeks something would happen to him, so his numbers fell well short of his 2021 season. Carlson also dealt with injuries, perhaps some confidence issues as well, and was nothing close to being as productive as he was in 2021. So not only did you have injuries, but you had regression from everybody even when they were healthy. We did get to see the emergence of Lars Newbar, who is now God's gift to baseball in right field, according to some people. It's bizarre to me. The A's, the Blue Jays, they all wanted him in exchange for their catchers, and the Cardinals weren't willing to move him. And I, I still find it hard to believe, like the logic of this, that a guy who was just an afterthought heading into last season, who was never considered one of your top 30 prospects in the organization in any of the years that you had him, is now a somewhat untouchable. But whatever. I, I hope, honestly, I hope all the analytics and all the baseball metrics that say that Newbar should be a fantastic player, I hope they're all right. I hope he's better than anything I could ever imagine and ends up being that guy who hits 275, 280 with 20-something bombs and is a great on-base percentage guy, continues to play a good outfield. I hope he's that guy. I hope he's a stud for years to come. Don't get me wrong. That would be great. But I'm still not sold <laughs> that that's what's going to happen. Uh, other outfield options for this year, Juan Yepes, who seems destined for that DH job, but he can also fill in at third and first and the corner outfield spots if you need him to. I know it wasn't the most graceful thing to watch him in the outfield, but hey, sometimes you got you to gotta have guys play in the outfield. And uh, if the defense takes a hit once in a while, so be it, as long as he's hitting, right? Uh, Alec Burleson, former second-round pick in 2020. People forget how quickly he moved up through the ranks and uh, got to AAA last year and was just blasting AAA pitching before getting called up at the end of the year. Left-handed stick, which I know a lot of people are like, hey, the Cardinals need a veteran left-handed hitter. Well, I mean, if Burleson does anything like he did in the minors, maybe they don't. Um we know the team likes the fact that he's a left-handed hitter. He's also another guy who can play both corners and obviously DH. Um, I don't know if he can play any first base or not. I don't know if that's something that he's done, but you can teach him, I guess, right? Um, another name. I don't know what they're going to do with Moises Gomez, the guy who just burst onto the seam last year. Uh, they just named him their minor league co-player of the year along with uh, Jordan Walker after slugging 39 dingers between AA and AAA. I mean, guys don't just get lucky 39 times. Like, he's got some sort of skill there, right? And I hope he gets a fair shake and they don't give him the uh, uh, Adolis Garcia treatment. So for those of you who don't remember Adolis Garcia or Adolis Garcia, however they say his first name, I forget exactly how he does it. But Cardinals prospect, um, defected from Cuba, signs with the team in 2017. His first full year in America playing baseball in the Cardinals uh, um, organization hits 290, 
15 dingers, 65 driven in. 15 stolen bases. Pretty darn good, right? Does that at double A AA and triple A in his first year. 2018 at Memphis, 256, 22 home runs, 71 RBIs, 10 stolen bases. Gets called up that year. The Cardinals actually have him on the team for a little bit. Gets 17 hole at bats. Hits 118. 2019, he's back at Memphis. Hits 253. Pops 32 home runs. 96 RBIs, 14 stolen bases. So you're like, yeah, dude, we got a star. We're going to move him up, right? No, the Cardinals remove him from the 40-man roster so that Kwon Yun Kim, better known as KK, could be added to the 40-man roster and then have to send him to the Rangers for cash considerations. That didn't work out so well. Since then, Garcia has made the AL All-Star team. Did that in 2021. Hit 31 home runs and 90 driven in. Then last year, does not make the All-Star team, right? Regression. Maybe he came back to earth. Not really. Still popped 27 home runs and drove in 101 runs last year. He strikes out a lot. That is true. <laughs> but still, I hope that they give Gomez a shot, or at least if you are going to trade him, trade him now while his stock is still high after ripping 39 bombs in the minors and, and get something more than cash considerations in return. That's lame. I mean, it's hard to believe that they misjudged the talent of Adolis Garcia and Randy Arozarena this badly. Isn't it? Like, what, what happened to both of them? And nobody talks about Garcia. Everybody's always butthurt about Arozarena. Nobody brings up Garcia, who's having a heck of a career with the Rangers, too. Uh, another top prospect, uh, Jordan Walker, ready to make his case to be on the team next season in the outfield. So whether that's out of spring training or later on down the road. So you name all of those names and you're like, dude, that's a lot of guys, right? And it is. That's a lot of talent. What you don't have after going through all those names is a veteran presence in the outfield or a veteran presence coming off the bench. Is it a necessity? No. But it's always nice to have somebody who's you know been there, done that, available to you. Now, Corey Dickerson was that guy for this team last year. And all in all, I think he was underwhelming. I really do. He had the, the hot stretch against the Cubs where he had like 12 straight hits. He was certainly better in the second half of the year than he was in the first half. But at the end of the day, he hit 258, eight home runs, 38 RBIs and 350 at bats. It's pretty meh, pretty meh. His OPS plus was a hundred, which is the league average. So that says that he wasn't that bad, but I think you would hope that Burleson could match those numbers, right? And hopefully exceed them, to be honest. And he's not going to cost you $5 million the way that uh, Corey Dickerson did this season. So who are some veteran free agents that the team could be looking at if they decide to bring in a veteran presence? Well, I'm going to run some of the names that I like down for you next on Locked on Cardinals. A name I most certainly like is betonline.net, the number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. Uh, Thursday night football tonight, you had the Niners against the Seahawks. You could have put money on that one. Uh, this weekend, NFL games on Saturday. In case you didn't notice that, uh, fantasy players, Make sure you get your lineup squared away by Saturday. Uh, Indy at Minnesota, Baltimore at Cleveland, Miami at Buffalo. That should be a good one. Um, then Sunday morning, 
You've got the World Cup finals, France against Argentina. Put some money on those games. Make everything a little bit more interesting by placing a bet at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today, or if you want, you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Free agent outfielders who could add some presence off the bench or even start when needed. Here's what I got for you guys. Now, a few guys who will need to be starters. All right. We're not going to waste our time with them. Okay. They're going to be paid to be starters. We're going to skip over them. So names like Andrew Benintendi, Michael Conforto, Joey Gallo, AJ Pollock, Will Myers, guys like this. They're all going to make $10 million or more a season. And if you sign them, they're going to be starters, right? So we're going to move past that group. The guy I like, and you can argue with me all you want. I I encourage you to have discussion in the comments below on YouTube. A guy that I like that just screams like a solid fit for me, and I brought him up before, is former NL MVP Andrew McCutcheon. Still has some life in his legs to play all three outfield positions, right? Veteran, great clubhouse guy. You've never heard anybody say a bad thing about Andrew McCutcheon. He's bounced around the last couple of years. But last year in Milwaukee, played in 134 games, hit 237, 17 home runs, 69 driven in. Solid numbers. Sure, his ballpark is very good to hitters. I understand that. But I just like the idea of somebody like an Andrew McCutcheon to be on this team. I just like him. Uh, Michael Brantley from the Astros, another guy that has been brought up very often in the comments on the podcast. Left-handed hitter, shoulder issue last year. They cut his season short. He's been an an excellent hitter over the years. Not much power, which it's not the be-all, end-all. You'd like to have somebody who could put it over the wall, but hit 288 last year before he got hurt, but uh, hit 300 or better in the previous four seasons. So that's nice. Uh, what about our old friend? Now, this might, this one might get some people heated. What about Tommy Pham? What do you guys think about Tommy Pham? With the Reds last year, ends up getting traded to the Red Sox, hit 236, 17 home runs, 63 driven in. And that wasn't all he hit. If you remember, he also slapped Jack Peterson silly over fantasy football shenanigans. And he still plays with a fire. He still does, man. He gets worked up out there on the field, always hustling, never takes anything for granted. But, you know, we were talking about one of the reasons why Wilson Contreras was a good fit for the Cardinals was the attitude that he shares with guys like Nolan Arenado that are fiery guys. And Tommy Pham is that guy. So just another name to throw it out there. And then, of course, we've got Matt Carpenter, who... um, He had to play outfield last year for the Yankees at one point. I was very much, and I I know, I was very much anti this move early on. When it first got brought up, they're like, ooh, bring Matt Carpenter back. I was like, no, 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 no. The ship has sailed. You know, let him go do what he needs to do in the American League and, you know, leave the Cardinals alone. But I'm starting to realize what the benefit of bringing him back might be. You get the veteran, left-handed, Doesn't need to start. Doesn't care about starting anymore. It'd be a nice little homecoming, feel-good type of story. Not like a Pujols type of deal. But still, nobody disliked Matt Carpenter. It just he wasn't producing anymore. Figured some things out thanks to his buddy Matt Holiday, who just so happens to be the hitting coach 
now for, well, one of the hitting, you know, bench coach, but he's going to be one of those voices on the coaching staff now. The shift is getting altered a little bit. That was something that may have hurt Carpenter's numbers a lot. So maybe he fares better. I don't know, but it, I wouldn't expect the power surge that you saw in New York that he had because of their short porch and right field. Uh, I also pointed out that he had hit a few home runs against the Red Sox and their ballpark. So I wouldn't expect the power numbers to be there, but I don't know. It seems like a pretty cardinal move to do, right? Like that isn't something that seems out of, out of whack with their current situation that they would bring in a guy they're comfortable with that they like in Matt Carpenter. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw something like that. But you look at this roster, and there's just not a lot of room on it to make any additional moves, really. Uh, you've got to trade people if you're going to do it. Um, if you think your young guys can come in and handle everything that you want them to handle, the names like Gorman, Donovan, Yepes, O'Neal, Carlson, Dupar, Burleson, and then Walker, I mean, that's a lot of talent that is just sitting there waiting. And eventually you've got to play these guys. All right. If you're not going to trade them, you got to play them and we got to find out what you have. So um, you got to just see it and hope that these young guys flourish the way you hope and think it will. And if, if it does, then the Cardinals should feel pretty good about their depth in the outfield and signing a veteran won't be something that they need to do. I would still like somebody <laughs> with a, who's a veteran to come off the bench or can play some outfield, but that's just me. You know, I just like being able to have that one guy that I still, you know, I've seen him do this for a couple of years and I trust him to, to be up there. Cause we don't know. We don't know if Carlson's going to bounce back or Neil's going to bounce back or new is going to continue to go up or Burleson's going to be anything like he was at Memphis. We don't have answers on this. Hopefully we'll find out. And hopefully we find out that they can do it. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.